0: We're going to read the book of John, chapter 16, verse 21. It says, when a woman is giving birth, and this is Jesus speaking, by the way. When a woman woman is giving birth, she has pain because her hour has come. But as soon as she delivers the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for the joy that a child is born into the world God bless and honor the reading of his word you may be seated I know I've heard women say Jesus didn't know he's talking about hey listen I think Jesus knows all things he may not have given birth but he is the creator of the world he's the creator of the world he's brought into the flesh and he knows he knows and you know I'll tell you he wasn't saying she didn't no longer literally remember that she had pain he said that the pain wasn't more important than the child who was brought into the world amen ladies Amen. Those children are more important than that pain. That's what he's saying. We're going to talk about that today. Uh, Today, I ask a very controversial question. A very controversial question indeed. Uh, One that even the wisest judge of the Supreme Court cannot seem to answer. They have struggles answering this question. But I'm going to do my best to take a shot at it. And this question is very simple. What is a woman? It must not be simple, because the newest judges in the Supreme Court have a hard time with it. So what is a woman? Well, that's hard. What is a woman? What is a female? Well, I'm not a biologist. But I'm going to try really hard. See, because I'm not a biologist, I'm not going to try. But I'm going to go to the Lord God, because He can answer for me. Amen? Amen. The Lord God can answer. You know, if anyone doesn't know, on the news recently... We have seen that uh, of the uh, of the Supreme Court, uh, that judge could not answer what a woman was because she wasn't a biologist. So I I figured that was a kind of humorous. I thought, well, what's she doing being a judge? She doesn't even know what a woman is. But anyway, uh, I personally knew one person who did know, and that's the Lord God who created all things. Amen. He creates all things, knew all things. So the Lord God says this. God says this. God says in Genesis 27, "So God created man in His own image, and in the image of God He created him. Male and female He created them." So we humans are created in God's image. Doesn't mean we're gods, by the way. I think people sometimes forget that we're not gods, but we're created in His image. Now, making it more simplified, because it doesn't mean He created them both at that moment. It means that uh, He created man at that time. But then we go to see when He did it in Genesis chapter two. You can write this down if you like. Genesis chapter two verse 21 through 23 says this so the lord god caused a deep sleep to fall on adam and he slept then he took one of his ribs and closed up the place with flesh then the rib which the lord god had taken from man he made into a woman and he brought her into excuse me brought her to the man then adam said this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh she will be called woman, for she was taken out of man. And I often like to say that that Adam looked at her and how he came up with that name was he said, "Whoa, man!" And that's how he came up with the name. Now we know I'm joking, but the truth is, is she was a woman. But here is my analogy on this thing: she was a woman. She was a woman. Not all women uh, have what today's title is. Today's title of the sermon is a woman's. Uh, excuse me, a mother's heart. A mother's heart is the title of today's sermon. And here is the verse that goes with this. The verse is Psalm one hundred thirty nine, verse thirteen. You brought my inner parts into being. You wove me in my mother's womb. This goes for all people. God knew us from the beginning and he formed us inside our mamas. He knew exactly who we were from the beginning of the go, and he created us inside that mama. He knew what we were. Before we were created. Why you're inside your mom? And this even goes for those. Uh, we all know what's going on. We know people are freaking out right now and not wanting people to take away their freedom to murder babies. We know all this stuff. We're not going to go deep into that, except to say they are babies. They're babies. They're life. We know that. We know, and we also know that God knows those babies. He knows them from the get of the go. He knows those babies. He loves those babies, and you know. God knew you from the moments you created. God knew you. He loved you. He loves you now. Does, does he, though? Because I made mistakes yesterday, today. Tomorrow. God loves you. He loves you all the time. He loves you right now. God loves you. You know, here's the other thing. Uh, we're talking about a mother's heart. Not all women have one. Not all women have a mother's heart. Not all women who's even had a baby has a mother's heart. Even some of those who's given birth and they've... For some reason or another, maybe they couldn't take care of the baby and they knew that and they were smart enough. Maybe they had a mother's heart enough to know that they couldn't take care of that baby. Maybe they did have a mother's heart and they knew I couldn't do it. Maybe they didn't have a mother's heart and didn't want the child. I don't know. Or maybe they didn't decide to have the baby because they didn't have a mother's heart. And there's even some women who haven't given birth to a baby and yet they have a mother's heart. You know, I've even known some men who's had a mother's heart. Uh, You're probably talking to one of them. I have a heart of a mama in the sense I love babies. I'd do anything for them, I would. And a, a mother's heart is not just someone who's given birth to a mama. And, I, and I'm going to say this right now. I have a verse for those who've not been able to have a baby. If you have not had the ability, if you've not had the listen to you, if you've not had the ability to give birth to a baby, and the Bible calls that barren, if you have not been able to give birth for a baby, only God knows why. But he does know this. It doesn't mean you're not a mama. It doesn't mean you don't have a mother's heart. You do have a mother's heart because a mother's heart is more than just giving birth. Okay? Listen to this. Listen to this. Here's a verse just for you, and I want you to hear it. If You know who you are. Uh, a mother's heart, this is for you, even for those who haven't given birth, or those who are barren. Listen to this. Psalm 113, verse 9, says this for you. He has the infertile women... He, being God, has the infertile women live in the house as a joyful mother of children. Praise the Lord. You you, you see that? Just because you haven't given birth doesn't mean you're not a mama. You might be a mother they never had. You might someday meet a child who thinks of you. I mean, I I know people who haven't been able to give birth, and, and they're in a position. I mean, it could be the job that they have. It could be in a place where maybe their mamas aren't the kind of mamas they need, but maybe you're in a position where you can be a mama for them. Have you ever thought thought about that. Maybe you're the mama they need. Maybe you're already a mama and yet their mamas aren't the mamas they, that, that, that are going to take care of them and you might be the mama they need. Maybe you're a daddy and you have more of a mother's heart than their mama. That's a beautiful thing. But right now I'm going to speak to the mothers, to, to about a mother's heart. So all to you mamas and to the daddies and to whoever's listening, to everyone who's listening, listen to a mother's heart. This is a mother's heart. God's going to talk about. It. What does a mother's heart do? Well, a mother's heart does many, many things. A mother's heart, first of all, nourishes. That's what a mother's heart does. It nourishes. It takes care of. It feeds. It takes care of. That's what a mother's heart does. A mother's heart nourishes. It feeds the child. That's why God built women to do, to do that very thing. You know, I as a kid, I always knew about a bottle and all that. But we know that God built a mother's body to nourish and feed and take care of a child. But a heart does the same thing. A heart feeds a child just a, a different way. But you know when, when a child is hurting and, and in a lot of pain, you know, a daddy protects and takes care of We'll talk about that here in June. But, I mean, they feel safe with a daddy. But with a mama, there's a type of nourishment, a type of feeding that only a mama can give. I mean, we know that to be true. I mean, nobody can make a child feel as safe and warm and comfortable as a mama. I remember as a little boy, I used to get earaches constantly. I mean, terrible earaches. One time I had earaches so bad, this was 1986, I remember it. We were about to go to Florida. Uh, back before all this controversial nonsense about the mouse and, and I still love Mickey Okay, but the point is we were about to leave and I had horrible horrible earaches and pains and I remember my dad was there and my mom was she was out singing gospel music at the time but my daddy was there and he goes well I'm here son I'm here I was like "Goodbye, I want mama and my dad was like well I, there's only so much I can do and see that's the thing my dad was a great dad I mean tremendous daddy but my daddy wasn't my mommy and there's only so much a dad can do to take the place of Ma. My mama, oh she had a way about her, a comforting way about her, because that's what mamas do. They nourish. And here's a here's a here's a verse for you nourishing, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful way. Mamas give all the needs to their kids. We're not talking about their wants, we're talking about their needs. Listen to this now. Proverbs thirty one twenty six. Proverbs thirty one twenty six. Write that down. Proverbs thirty one twenty six. She opens her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the teaching of kindness. You see, there's more to feeding than just food. She can feed kindness, nourishing. She can give them what they need. There's so much more than just food to feed the child. So much more. Then there's a mother's heart. A mother's heart guides. A mother's heart guides. Now, we know know all about the different parents in the house, but there's a mother's heart and it guides. Listen what it says in Proverbs, and I got a few for this. Mother's heart guides. Mother's heart guides. It guides with Proverbs 6:20. It says this: My son, keep your father's commandment, and do not forsake the instruction of your mother. So it talks about both parents here. But the instruction of your mother. Oh, I'm not going to lie to you. As a child, I didn't want to hear what my mom and dad said. Sometimes there were sometimes that. Oh, I'm embarrassed to say this. In fact, maybe it's good my mom's out of this room at the moment. Maybe it's good, because if I'm admitting to this, this is going to mean two things. You're going to think of me poorly for a moment, and I apologize. But I'm being honest about it too. And she knows, by the way. I, how do you think I got so many whoopings? But anyway, the fact of the matter is, is there's times that I was smart off, and 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 I get caught too. And if I didn't get caught, I'd have to admit to it. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit dealt with me. My conscience dealt with me. The Holy Spirit uses the conscience, and I to say, oh, I'm sorry, Mama. Sorry for what? I said something I shouldn't have said. They, uh-huh. By the way, I didn't always get in trouble for it because they knew that I I punished myself more than they could ever punish me. <laughs> the point is this. they, My, my mother and would instruct me, guide me, help me. My father too. But listen to this. Proverbs 1 and 8. My son, hear the instructions of your father and forsake not the teaching of your mother. You see that? A father's not the only one that teaches and a mother's not the only one that instructs. But they both have the same Jobs. It's just in different places, in different ways. People talk about the dad being more important than the mom, the mom being more important than the dad. No, they're equally important, just in different positions, different jobs. Don't tell me that dad's more important than mom or mom's more important than dad. God gives them instructions in different ways. This is one of my favorite verses. I say it all the time, and I'll continue to say it. Here we go. Proverbs 22, verse 6. You say, oh, Pastor, you say that a lot. You bet I do, because it is so true, because especially nowadays, it's needed. Train up your child in the way he should go. By the way, they should go. He should go. She should go. They should go. Train up your child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, this doesn't mean your child's not going to become uh, ignorant and do stupid things. Because sometimes, you know, if your child is hit any age, not just teenage age, by the way, I apologize. Because I know that some of you all have younger kids, and you're like, "Oh, my kid, my baby, my angel would never do that." Wait till the the halo breaks, and they look like devil horns. Oh, because and and the, and right now, that the, the parents of adults or or, or teenagers are gone. I remember that day. I remember when he purposely busted that halo. And I, but no, the thing is, is, everybody for all of sin falls short of the glory of God. For all have done dumb things. You're looking at one who's done dumb things, and sometimes still does do dumb things. But God says, "Listen." Put that halo back on. Not your halo, but the Holy Spirit halo. You put it back on. You shut your mouth and do what's right. Talk to me, not you, okay? But the fact is the Holy Spirit tells us to do what's right. Do what's right. There are some times your kids aren't going to do what's right. But well, you train the child up in the way they should go, and what you teach them doesn't go away. And more importantly, the Holy Spirit doesn't go away. Okay, they don't have to listen. They can stop up their ears. That kind of hurt. You can stuff up their ears and not listen. They choose to do that. You know why? Because they have free will. They have free will. It doesn't mean they're always going to do right. We know that. If you're a parent, you know that. Your your kid is going to do ignorant things sometimes because they're human. But guess what? It doesn't mean they're going to forget what they learned either. If they choose, let's say that your mama, because I go back to myself here. Let's say your mama tells you, don't eat that. Don't do that. Don't watch that. Don't wear that. And you say, okay, I won't. And you do it anyway. Oh, mom and dad must have told them to do that. No, they didn't. You chose to be disobedient. You chose to be foolish. I'm talking about the kid now. But but it also doesn't mean the kid forgot. Oh, I never heard you say, okay, now we know kids say that, right? I ne- Oh, but you didn't say that. You said you, you shouldn't. You didn't say you wouldn't. Or, or, oh, and it's starting to bring back memories, isn't it? Maybe it's just something you heard this morning. I don't know. You, you didn't say. What I heard you say was, okay. The the point is is that we are children of the Lord God. We do the same thing with God, don't we? No, no, no. Mothers, you keep doing what you're doing. Fathers, you too. But you just keep teaching to those children the right way. Train them up in the way they should go, and then it will not depart from them. Because you know what else is going on? That Holy Spirit saying you're a little liar, and they're saying, oh man, don't shh shh sh- shh. Be quiet, Holy Spirit. You be quiet. They may not even know it's the Holy Spirit. They may say, I don't like that voice. I don't. Mm. But it is not going to go away. You know what's going to happen tonight? When they're lying, the Holy Spirit's going to say, you know you did wrong. It's going to keep doing that. It's going to keep doing that because it's the same voice that does it to you when you do wrong. And then you got to get things right. And they got to get things right. And they're going to learn by watching you because you're the one who's got to teach them to do it right. But they're also watching you if you're making excuses and if you're not following God. That's why you got to train them up. Train them up to follow Jesus, to follow God. That's what it was saying in Proverbs. It was teeth telling them to follow God, not to do something evil. And then kids are going to watch you. That's what we got to remember. Okay, going on from there. James 3, 17. This is James, the brother of Jesus. James 3, 17. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure. We don't make excuses. Oh, but what is pure? We know what pure is. We know what pure is. We don't make excuses. Okay, once again, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now, this is good to remember. Like I just said, the children are watching us. The people are watching us, mamas. The the children are watching us. If you tell them to do good, that you need to be doing good first. No, 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 you can't eat that, you can't wear that, you can't do that, but I can, because I'm a mama. You can't be watching horrible things that are bad for you, you can't be saying the bad word, you can't be doing bad to God, but I can. No, no, no. Now this is what's hard, and by the way, I'm not getting on to you. It's, It's not my place. But you know what's really bad? If I say these things to you, and then I go home this afternoon, And I'm like, blankety blink, 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 or whatever it might be. Or I decide to watch something impure. Or I decide to, no, I can't do that. I can't. I'm not saying I have never slipped. I'm not saying I've never done something wrong. But I can't say, well, it's okay for the pastor to do this, just not the pastor's flock. No. What's wrong for me is wrong for you. What's wrong for you is wrong for me. What's wrong for the children is wrong for the mama. What's wrong for the mama is wrong for the daddy. We can't be hypocritical. We were chosen by the Lord God, mamas. Chosen by the Lord God to guide those children, to guide them to follow the Lord. And then here's the other thing in a mama's heart. You, This goes along with the nourishing. You were chosen because a mother's heart comforts. It comforts that kid. It comforts them when they're hurting. When a child needs that comforting, there's times that they don't even know why they need it. The emotions get the better of them. Maybe they're afraid because the kid's picking on them, and maybe there's that low, that, that insecurity, that low self esteem. Something that maybe they feel stupid, and some kids said, You look stupid. Maybe they're talking about their haircut. Maybe they're talking about something else. Maybe they feel insecure about their eye color or something else. Maybe there's somebody on TV they wish they looked like. You know how it is. You know how it is. None of us feel good all the time. Who knows? But it's the mama. Is the mama, which I always say is the Holy Spirit is like the mama of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is the mama of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is the comforter. The Holy Spirit is the one that comforts us. Because we're all the children of God who have asked Jesus in their heart. And we are all the children who once in a while are crying to God. And you may say, well, not me, especially men right now. Not me. I'm too John Wayne, too tough to cry. Let's not lie. We all have those moments where we just don't understand, and the Holy Spirit says, shh, it's okay. It's okay, sweetie. It's okay, baby. I'm going to comfort you. Don't call me, baby. And the Holy Spirit says, shh, I said, be quiet. You're a child, and I love you. I'm here to comfort you. And it's hugging you. That's what a mama does. A mama's got the the same job as the Holy Spirit, to comfort even when it makes no sense, even when we don't even understand, because the kid doesn't understand. The kid doesn't understand why they're crying where they're sad. And you're the same way when you don't know why you're sad and you go to the Lord. That's what we do. And so let's listen to a mother's heart that comforts when a child needs it. Isaiah 66, verse 13. As one whom his mother comforts, So I will comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. It's what the Lord God was saying to Jerusalem whenever they were in pain, where they were hurting and they didn't know what to do. God was comforting. And God does the same for you, children of God. Mamas, you have an important job to bring comfort and peace to the children who don't even know why they hurt like they hurt. Yes, yes. A mother's heart is patient and in prayer. Your patience is why you come to prayer and I know right now that a lot of mamas probably saying, I'm not patient Well, this is why prayer is so important prayer helps us with our patience Hey, I'm gonna tell you something. There's times that I'm not very patient There's times I want to scream and holler and whoop and holler and squawk. And There's times that I feel the Holy Spirit saying you know, you've heard me say before the Holy Spirit tells me shut up, Philip shut up And I start to pray And it's amazing when I pray and go to the word I'm suddenly patient And because it's not my patience, it's the patience of the Holy Spirit. Listen what it says about the patient heart of a mother's heart. In Psalm 27, 14, Wait on the Lord, be strong, and may your heart be stout. That means strong. May your heart be stout. Wait on the Lord. And I also, and I go to this because we say it a lot. Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with gratitude, make your request known to God. Make your request known to God. He'll be there for us. Go to him with prayer. That doesn't mean he's going to give you everything you want, but if you are needing patience, God will help you. But I will tell you to be careful too. Because if you're just asking for patience, God will give you patience, but sometimes you go through tests with patience, and that's hard, too. Ooh, boy. And Galatians 6, 9 says this, And let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not give up. So we need to be patient in doing good for the Lord. We need to be patient in doing good. Never stop doing good for the Lord. Never stop following God. Always follow God. Always have a mother's heart in being patient with God. Just because you don't see what God's doing for you doesn't mean He's not doing It just means you can't see it at the moment. That's all it means. And then there's a mother's heart who feels joy. you ever sometimes you don't feel the joy of God, but when you have a mother's heart and you're full of love and compassion and comfort and guiding, And boy, I'll tell you what you feel. You feel the joy, the joy of the Lord, and uh, you're going to feel joy when you look out and see that child. Listen to what it says in Proverbs chapter 23. This is verse 22 through 25. Listen to your father. That's how it starts off. Listen to your father who gave you life. And do not despise your mother when she is old. By the truth, and it says, By the the truth, we're talking about B-U-Y. Purchase it. By the truth and do not sell it. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. The father of righteousness will greatly rejoice and he who fathers a wise child will have joy of him. Your father and your mother will be glad and she who bore you will rejoice. She who gave birth to you will rejoice. She will have joy in her children when you are wise, when you are wise. I know so many mamas, and we sometimes see mamas who who see children who do poorly. And they still are proud of their kids. They love them. They're not sad they gave birth to them. They feel joy for them. But don't you know, they feel so much more joy when they see their kids do well. I've seen so many mamas out there who are so proud of their babies. Isn't that great? I saw a mama this week on Facebook a woman uh, who actually visited here a couple weeks ago. And uh, and I saw her with just filled with joy. I mean, bursting with joy and pride of her child, a good Christian mama. And she was talking about her, her son, even posted this picture up. And I was so proud of her for being so proud of her boy. It, it was like uh, I could just, even though I couldn't see her when she put it up there, I could just tell that she was proud of her son. And I was proud of her for being proud of her son. You could just see she was proud of the boy that god blessed her with oh that's so wonderful i love seeing someone who's proud and feels joy joy of the child a mother's heart also feels pain a mother's heart feels several things we got four things they feel here they feel joy they feel uh let let me read this about the feeling of joy third john 1 4 i have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth now, John said this. This is in 3 John, uh, verse 4, because it's really in one chapter. But he was talking about the people that he helped to teach. But we know that as mothers, we feel joy. We feel joy when the people are, are doing what's good, doing what's right. We know that. We see it. A mother's heart feels a lot of things. It also feels pain. It feels pain. And I'm not talking about natural pain. We're talking about when we see a child who is crushed in spirit. They feel pain. They feel concern. So I'm putting those two together, uh, two and three. They feel, the second thing is pain, they feel concern. So Psalm 34, we'll go with pain and concern here. Psalm 34, verse 18, it says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the contrite, which means crushed, spirit. A mother's heart does feel pain. A lot of times when they see a child, I'm sure you've seen it, when a child makes mistakes or does foolish things or dangerous things, I'm sure you've seen it. Maybe you've seen your child get around a bad seed, a bad kid. And by the way, people say, oh, there's no such thing as a bad kid. Eh. Well, they make bad choices, don't they? And just because you know the kids, you've seen them, the, the people out there who make bad choices, and they have that reputation. And if, uh, I don't know of a mother yet who says, well, you can hang around the child out there who's known for doing good things for people, or there's that kid out there who, who's always getting in trouble with the law. I hope you hang around this other kid with the one who's getting in trouble with the law. That's what I want to do. It doesn't matter who you hang around with. No, we know. We know who we want him to hang around with, the one who's not in trouble, right? I mean, we're not that ignorant. We know what's right. It does matter. It does matter. The Bible talks about it. We see parents who have crushed spirit when a child is having physical pain, when a child is is in trouble physically or emotionally, spiritually. How many mothers out there? I don't want to see any. How many mothers have hurt because of child? The child has not come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And they see them making so many poor choices, whether it be drugs or alcohol and all of those things. It doesn't mean she doesn't love them. She doesn't love what they're doing. But she still loves them, but she's in concern and worry about the decisions they're making, life-altering decisions that may hurt them. And she hurts for them. She feels pain and concern. But you know what? Though she's doing that, she's in deep prayer. I've seen mamas come up here. I've seen mamas praying deeply for their children. And I can't help but have deep love and compassion and concern and care for those mamas. Because that means that's a good mama. That's a good mama. Because she wants good for those children. What a wonderful mama with a loving mother's heart. that feels the pain for them and just tries and wants so badly to get them right. A mother's heart also feels, number four, feels proud. Always feeling proud, right along with feeling joy. Feels proud of their kid. Always loved, not necessarily proud of everything they do, but proud that she loves her baby. Always loving her baby. I got to use an example here. The mother, Mary. Always proud of her son. Very proud of her son. She also had great concern, by the way. Not because of decisions that Jesus made. Obviously, this is the son of God, and she knew that. But boy, was she proud of her boy and yet concerned because she knew what he was going to go through. Can you imagine the concern she must have felt knowing he was going to go through pain, death, hardships? You know, she had to be more concerned than any mama ever. But listen what she goes through. It's, it says this, that uh, when she was watching him, even young, and the wise men came to her. Listen to what it says in, in, in Luke 2, 19. Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. She would keep them, treasure them up in her heart. She loved the fact that these wise men came to him. And then in the same chapter, the same chapter, Luke chapter 2, we see it talks about Jesus Christ as a young man, a young man, age 12. He goes and he speaks before the wise, those, those men, you know, those wise men. Different wise men, by the way, different wise men. But when he went to the temple and he was asking questions, and you know, there was more concern on her heart because she was concerned. Concerned because they couldn't find Jesus on the way home. And they came back and they found him. And they said to him, they said, uh, they said, they didn't know where he was. They was anxious, nervous. Listen, it's Luke chapter 2, 48 through 52. When they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you dealt with us like this? Look, your father and I anxiously searched for you. And he being Jesus, he said to them, How is it that you search for me? Did you not know that I must be about my uh, father's business? But they did not understand the word which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. But his mother kept all these words in her heart. Can you think about that for a second? She was so concerned, and yet when she saw that he was doing what her his father sent him to do with the word of God, she was concerned and yet was confused too that he was doing exactly what his father, his true father, the Lord God had sent him to do. And she kept all this in her heart because she realized as time went on that this was uh, the the son of God. It says in verse 52, And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and men. And we know that Mary was proud of her son because she saw what he did throughout his life. She was proud. She had a mother's heart of pride as well. A mother's heart has other things. Other things, because a mother's heart protects. A mother's heart protects. Mamas know this. Mamas are all very protective. So are daddies, but a mother's heart is very protective. A mother's heart protects, a.k.a., also known as, feels anger at times. mother's heart feels anger. What, what, what do you mean, Pastor? Anger with the kid? Oh, at times. When she sees a child doing something foolish that could hurt them, Yes. When she sees a child doing something ignorant, I don't really want to give ideas to a kid of something dangerous right now because they might try it on them. But the fact of the matter is, is I remember stupid things I did, stupid things I did that could have hurt me, and I didn't realize it at the time. My mom and dad, I thought they were uh, disappointed in me, and they were in the sense that I was doing something stupid that could have killed me. And they got on to me, and I thought, oh, they hate me. No, they don't hate me. They hate what I did because they love me. And that's what mamas and daddies do, especially mamas at this moment who we're talking about. A mother's heart protects. They feel anger, and they feel anger when a child is in danger because they're protective. And and you don't believe me? Go to the zoo. If you start messing around with a little cub, oh, you better look out. I don't care if it's the cub of a lion, a cub of a bear. You, You better look out. Because that, that mother is going to come out there, and boy's going to get the roaring, and you best watch out. That mama's going to protect, because that's what a mama's supposed to do. She has the heart of protection. That's what a mama's supposed to do, and I'm going to tell you, I know, because i got a mama of protection. I've had people mess with me, and look out. That mother of mine will protect, thank God. Thank God for it, otherwise I may not be here. And listen what it says in Proverbs 14:1. Every wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. We're to have a good house, a house that's protected, not tearing a house down, okay? <laughs> I thank God for protective mamas out there, protective women. A mother's heart also loves. It lo- It doesn't love themselves more than the children. I, I get sick nowadays looking at a lot of women A lot of girls out there, a lot of mamas out there who think more about themselves, narcissistic uh, uh, aggression, more concerned about what they're doing than their children, that makes me sick. Oh, don't bother me, don't bother me, I'm watching my shows. Okay, I understand, guess what, record it, watch it later. The child needs you to take care of the child. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with watching stuff, I'm saying make sure you take care of the babies. Make sure you take care of the babies. Mother's heart always loves to, doesn't always love what the child does, doesn't always love what they're doing. And that's also the foolishness we hear nowadays. If you love your kid, you always love them no matter what. You always love what they're doing. You love what they're doing. You love what they're saying. Now that's stupid. You don't always love what they're saying, what they're doing, because of what we said a while ago. You want to keep them out of danger. You want to keep them out of what's going to hurt them. You want to protect them. So that doesn't mean you say everything you say is so perfect, sweetie. No, it's not. If you say they're involved with something that's going to hurt them, and if you know the Word of God, you know what's good for them what's not. You don't want to make them feel good about hurting themselves. You don't want to make them feel good about taking poison into their soul. You want to be there and show them that you love them, but at the same time, carefully protect them and bring them back to the Word of God. Bring them back to the care and concern and smack at those things. I'm not talking about your child, but smack at the things that are going to hurt the babies. Keep them safe. By the way, they never quit being your babies. Amen? Amen. They never quit being your babies. They may be 45-year-old beautiful bald fellas up there in a purple shirt with a purple tie, but you know what? You still see that doofusy looking little baby in a diaper. I mean, don't picture it right now, but I'm just saying, it, it happens. It happens. A mother's heart always loves, no matter what, even when they're not here on earth anymore. You love them, and they're here with you. Isaiah 49:15 says can a woman forget her nursing child and have no compassion on the son of her womb even these may forget yet I will not forget now God's not telling you to forget he's saying that he will always love him by the way a real mama never forgets her child never forget your child be with them always and they'll always be with them in their heart. We're not talking about when, when we know when a, when a child gets married we know that when a child gets married they let him go. But they never let them go in their heart they're with they're with them in their heart they never let them go they may let them go physically but it doesn't mean they're not their mamas they they know that they're still their mamas a mama is never replaced we'll talk about that too it says this uh, look this is psalm 127 verse 3-4 through four. look children are a gift of the lord and the fruit of the womb is a reward as arrows in the hand of a mighty warrior, so are the children of one's youth. You have received many rewards when you receive a child. Oh, I know we question it sometimes when the child's smarting smart enough to us. We know that. But they are a reward from God. Raise them up in the way they should go. One last thing. A mother's heart is never, ever, ever replaced. You hear me? A mother's heart is never replaced. Even when you get married. Even when someday you go out there, a mother's heart is never replaced on both ends. You can't replace a mama, and you cannot be replaced mamas. It cannot be. It cannot be. It will not be. We're not talking about, listen, we know that at a time when you get married, you're no longer staying with mom and dad. We know that. But here's the thing. That doesn't mean that you no longer have a mama. Your wife doesn't become your mama. That's gross, actually. But no, the the fact of the matter is, is we know this. I know because I've been told this, oh, you let go of your mom and dad. No, that's not what it means. It doesn't mean you no longer have a mama and daddy. It just means you don't live with them. You're not a child anymore is what it means. But it doesn't mean that you don't need mom and dad, that you don't love mom and dad, that no longer do you want mom and dad. It just means they're not in the same position. It means you still have your mom and dad and you love them very much. Mamas are still very important. They cannot be replaced. You won't replace them. And we're not talking about stepmoms and all, or, or uh, people who adopt if you don't have a mom. We're not talking about that. God can help with all that. But that's a whole other story. Proverbs 1, 8 through 9. My son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the teaching of your mother, for they will be a garland of grace on your head and chains about your neck. We need to wear what we were taught, the love of our mamas, wear them and be proud of what our parents have given us and i'm going to say this to you an obedient christian mother's heart is a perfect living example of the holy spirit that's what it is i'm going to say it one more time an obedient christian mother's heart is a perfect living example of the holy spirit its position and duties and role in our lives as a child as the children of god It's to lead us and guide us and point us in the direction of how we should go. We're not talking about them being perfect. We know mamas are perfect. But we know that the Holy Spirit is and they're in that position, just like the Holy Spirit, to lead us, guide us, and show us as we should do. As we mentioned earlier, their position is to be like the Holy Spirit. And you mamas may not have thought about that before, but that's what you are. You have the position of the Holy Spirit, just like the Holy Spirit, to lead us and guide us to do what is right in our lives. That's what the Holy Spirit does. That's what you are to do too. Proverbs 31, verse 25 through 31 says this Strength and honor are her clothing, and she will rejoice in the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the teaching of kindness. She looks well to the ways of her household, and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. We are to be thankful for the mamas that God has blessed us with. And if you are a mama that the Lord has used, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing what the Lord has put you in charge of. Thank you. Thank you so much for raising your children up in the way they should go. Thank you so much. I can say with all my heart, and all my soul, I'm very thankful for you. You know, your children may not be with you today and they may not even be in a position which they can say this maybe they don't even understand it all the way and that's okay they may be young or they may not be and by the way i'm not putting them down but they may not be spiritually in the way that god has shown them this completely but you are doing exactly what god wants you to do continue to raise them and do what's right and place them perfectly to follow god maybe you're thinking yourself but i'm not doing exactly right maybe there's a few things i need to change so that they can see things correctly okay God can show you that today, and He can He can make it right. That's okay. God can make it right today in you. But let this be said of a mother's heart. At first John 3:4. This is said. This isn't said about mothers, about all of us, but let this be said about the mother's heart. But let it be the hidden nature of the heart, that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. Amen? Amen. Thank you, mothers. Thank you so much. Thank you for bringing the children into this world. Thank you for bringing them up the way they should go. For feeding them, not just physically, but spiritually, emotionally, caring for them. Please continue to do so. Maybe you've been a mother and you think your job is done. It's never done. Never. And if it's not just for your children, it's for others out there who need a mama. It's not done. It's never done. Not ever. Maybe your children aren't even in this world anymore, but you have other people who need a mama, an example of a mama. And we always need mamas. Always. And I thank you. Thank you for being chosen of God to do what you do so well. Happy Mother's Day. Jesus loves you, and so do we. Let's bow in prayer. Dear Lord God Almighty, I thank you for the mother's heart. I thank you for all the women out here today, Lord God, who are following you, and for those who are at home too. Lord, I pray right now that we can all have the heart that you can use that's softened when it needs to be, that is strong when it needs to be, not toughened, but strong, that is brave and courageous. I pray, Lord God, the men will be used of you, and Lord God, that we will be Uh, able to be nurtured and nourished that can be guided and guided that can be comforted, that can be patient that can feel all the things that need to be felt. I pray, Lord God, that we will be protected by you, Lord God and will protect those that you put in our lives that we will always love you and love those that you put in our lives Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us To do your will. I pray for all this in your name.